So, Matthew chapter 6 and reading from verse 5. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like that. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. So let's just have a word of prayer before Joel comes to speak. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you love to speak to us. Thank you for uh, the words that you've laid on Joel's heart as he's prepared this week. And even now, would you inspire him and anoint him afresh with your Holy Spirit that the words he speaks will be words that you want us to hear. May our hearts and minds be attentive. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Joel, welcome. Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be here. It feels quite surreal to be inside a church building. I think this is the sixth time I've come to church in the last six months. So, weird time to be alive. And yeah, so I'm Joel, I'm 22, I am the son of Simon, and I really love Jesus. And before I start this morning, I've felt a deep stirring to really speak to those that are watching online. And God sees you, God knows you, and he loves you. We are part of a great mystery And the greatest love story, that we can be known completely, but loved completely. And speaking to those online, but also those that are in the building too, a deep feeling I felt this morning is there may be some of us that will be questioning, like, but I'm this, I'm that, I've done that, what if, what if that. I have to be put together to do this. And God is saying... And God is calling a people that are not put together, but those people that are willing to be put together by him. And just a picture of a lasso. God is wanting to draw his children close. Not in a violent way, not in an aggressive way, but in a desperate plea for intimacy. God is more desperate for intimacy than we are desperate for intimacy with him. And so we need to humble ourselves. We need to be humble before him and realise that it is him that is pursuing us. We are merely pursuing the pursuer. And so shall we pray before we begin properly? 
Yeah, Father God, we thank you that you are that. You are the Father. The perfect Father. And Holy Spirit, we say that we love you this morning. We honour you. We adore you. And we thank you that you are here. Captivate our attention. And God, we recognise that you are the potter and we are the clay. So come and mould us. Come and shape us. Come and create us into who you have created us to be. That Jesus' name may be lifted high above every other name. And that we would see your kingdom come. And your will be done in these days. Amen. And so, as that has already read, the whole Matthew 6, 5 to 13. But we're going to be focused on Matthew 6, verse 6, specifically this morning. I'm just going to read it again. And it says... But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. So this morning, we will be focusing on the topic of intimacy with the Father. The call to intimacy, the need for intimacy. Where this whole world seems to be being shaken, we can spend time Intentional time with the unshakable one. So to begin, what is intimacy? So this actually took quite a lot of research to actually find, I don't know, I don't want to use the word proper, but a definition that I felt fitted well. And so according to psychologists, intimacy is closeness between people in personal relationships. It is what builds over time as you connect with someone and feel more and more comfortable as you spend time with them. And immediately, wouldn't it be cool if we could say that, that we feel more and more comfortable the more we spend time with God? That we feel more and more connected, that as we come to know who he really is and choose intimacy with him, we become so comfortable with intimacy. And I've recently finished the Catch the Fire School of Ministry, And it was interesting to hear that the majority of speakers said intimacy as into you, into me, you see. I'll say that again. Into me, you see. When we choose to get intimate with one another, when we choose to get intimate with Jesus, we are, our heart is murmuring, into me, you see. And the entirety of Matthew 6 and chapter 5 before and chapter 7 after are highlighted as those words that Jesus was teaching and speaking. And it's, that should immediately call to our attention, like Jesus is speaking in this moment. He teaches a lot in the Bible, and I think a lot of us will have those red-letter Bibles. But actually, when we realise, whoa, Jesus is speaking here, that should immediately cause our ears to be like, whoa, okay, I'm ready, our minds to be open and receptive. His words never fail. They never fall away. They never lose their power. And 
There are numerous times in all four Gospels where Jesus goes away by himself to pray to the Father. Luke 5.16 says, But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Mark 1 verse 35, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and prayed there. We have been created to bear the likeness of Jesus. Where Jesus chose intimacy, we should choose the same. So, back to Matthew 6, verse 6. There are four points that I'd really like us to cover and explore and ponder on. And just immediately feel like these are not points that I'm just going to say, maybe you write them down and then we put them away. I do feel the word ponder is something that we are to think deeply about. I think we can so easily hear topics like intimacy and think, yeah, yeah, cool, perfect, fine. And then just go back to life as it was. But actually, we need intimacy more than ever right now. Like where we can't physically meet as we're used to, we can meet with Jesus. He is not socially distant. He's the one that will always draw close. And God is only ever as close to us as we allow him to be. And so I invite you, even this week, to say, Lord, come closer. Closer and closer to me. That I may know you. That I may feel your heart and your presence. And so the first of the points is intentionality. To have intimacy with the Father, we need to be intentional. We need to be willing to go away by ourselves. God is not going to close that door for you. If it helps and you are an action person, actually find somewhere where you can close the door. Even if you may have to sit in a shed or something. The one with the invitation is worthy of all of our intentionality. It could also be seen as a metaphorical closing of the door. Close the door to distractions. I don't know about you, but I find that I never really looked at the news until COVID hit. And there are days where I'll just look at it again and again and again. And I think we can so easily focus on what the world is saying, but actually God is inviting us to look at what heaven is saying. And so, yeah, turn off your phone, turn off all distractions, shut yourself away from the distractions. And instead of pressing into what earth may be saying, press into what heaven is saying. And that links to the second point, privacy. When you are, as this verse says in my version, in private, you have privacy. As I mentioned briefly, I've just finished the School of Ministry, Catch the Fire School of Ministry. And this is often based in Toronto, Canada. And it's normally the case that you have to share a room with four or five other people. And the rooms are very small and you have to get close quickly, basically. But having spoken to people that had the school in Canada, it seemed that privacy was a luxury. Like to actually go away and be alone was quite unusual. But because of COVID, we had to do our school in Manchester. And so we were placed in old student halls of residence. So we all had our own room. And 
I feel like we're all as a group realizing how powerful that was and how valuable that was now. Like where some of us were like, oh, I wish we were in Canada. I wish we were in Canada. I think God did so much healing in that group and so much more healing in that group because we were almost forced to be alone. We were almost forced to be intimate with Jesus. And where sometimes at the school of ministry you can be like carried by members of the group, it really felt like actually when I'm alone in my room, I'm not actually alone. I can use this to press into the Jesus that we're being taught about and inspired about. And by being private, we have the amazing opportunity to have time with God individually. God longs for individual relationship with his children. Yes, he is very for corporate meetings and corporate church, but he wants to know you as an individual. He wants to know you for you. I remember a couple of years ago at New Wine and Paul Harcourt said for lines that God doesn't just love you, he likes you too. And I love that picture. That God likes us. He likes to spend time with us. He doesn't find you annoying. He doesn't find you frustrating. He always wants what is best for you. And so, yeah, where COVID has halted the church in a way that none of us saw happening or coming, and church as we know it, I believe that we are in a season of realizing that the church isn't the building. It is those that are inside it. And... The third point, privacy will lead to honesty. We need to be honest with ourselves and we need to be honest with God. But I think this is where it is crucial that as Christians we understand who the Father is that we're praying to. I think even we can be so guilty of God being the kind of God that tuts and sighs, goes, not again. You did this again, why did you do that? When actually he's always the one that is wanting to draw close. It's not necessarily a tut or a sigh of frustration, but it's a, I want to be close to you. I long to be close to you. And I think when we really try and get our head around that, how God can long for us so much it's just crazy the fact that whether the world will look at us and think but you're a mess you're this you're that god looks at you and says no you're my masterpiece there is never and there never will be another person like you and so yeah pope francis puts it refreshingly simply but no less powerfully In the roughest moments, and I think you can make it into in our roughest moments, remember God is our Father. God does not abandon his children. In our roughest moments, remember God is our Father. God does not abandon his children. So personally for me, I'm on a journey of really discovering more of the Father heart of God. That was something that came up a lot at the School of Ministry, because I think we can easily... Yes, it's good to look at God as being like this holy thing, because he is, and he is the holy being. 
but he also has a father heart. And I personally find it pretty straightforward to picture myself with Jesus. I think when I try and have quiet times, I'll often be sat on a beach as a child, just leaning on Jesus' shoulder, and we're laughing as the sea hits our feet. But God, I struggle with, just to try and picture this father, like, he is incomprehensible, like, our minds cannot comprehend who he is fully, and never will, until we meet with him. But one evening during the school, I really, I want to know, and I think we should all want to know more of the Father. And so I simply asked, Holy Spirit, would you reveal to me who the Father is? And immediately I was taken into a vision of a supermarket, and I saw a young child with their father. And the child was very close to their father, it was like acute close. But then I saw the father turn to the child and he picked up the child and showed the child what he could see. And in this case, there were must have been hundreds of apples and he picked out the shiniest apple and handed that apple to the child. And that is God. God is wanting to show us what he sees. He is wanting to show us heaven's perspective. He is wanting to show you that shiniest apple whatever it may be. And so I really recommend to all of you watching online and all of you sat here to spend time asking Holy Spirit, who is the Father? Who is the Father to me? The Father God wants to show you who he is. He delights in showing you who he is. It's not a burden to him. If anything, it's an encouragement to him. And Matthew seven eleven, the second part of, says, How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? When we begin to learn who the Father is, we will want to become more and more honest and more and more transparent. He is always looking to love on his children. And finally, the last point. Relationship. Honesty will lead to relationship. Your strongest earthly relationships are when you are honest with one another. You don't lie or hide. You feel like you can be who you are. You can be comfortable in who you are, in your own skin. And even in those mistakes, even in those times where you mess up, you know you can come to that person and they will not judge you because you know that they want what is best for you. And that is what God wants for us too. And it's when we become more honest with him and our communion with him becomes more honest. Our relationship with him will become more and more naturally cultivated. You don't have to force it. I think it's such a lie that we have to force ourselves. When actually God just wants us to come as we are. And he has, always is, and always will desire to have relationship with you. He has from the very beginning. He does now, and he always will. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18, is a verse God has really been... It's kind of been a promise since September, where it simply says, And I will be your father, 
and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And again, how is it that the Lord Almighty can say, I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters? You are a child. You are a son. You are a daughter. You have belonging. You belong to the Most High God, the Perfect Father. Hosea 6 verse 3 says, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in the early spring. And that verse for me has so much truth that we might know the Lord, that we might press on to know him. And would it be that in this season of confusion, trials, and maybe even heartache, that we press on to know the Lord? That we press on to press in to pursuing our pursuer? And it says that he will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. We can be assured that he will respond to us. That he is not distant, he is always close. And I'm, at the minute, not employed. I don't really have much going on. So I can't really picture dawn right now because I'm up way past when it's happened. But when we actually picture that, dawn is something that happens every day. And God's mercy is on you every day. And the one who is always good, always kind, always faithful, always true, always for us and not against us, will respond to you, will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. And as a Christian people, I believe that we are being called into and ushered into a season of sacrificial intimacy. We cannot depend on church as we knew it anymore. We cannot depend on being carried by the church anymore. We can be carried by Jesus and we can only know that we are carried by Jesus by having intimacy with him. And it would be amazing if we could all be willing to consider all a loss compared to spending time with our creator, to drawing near to the nature of our maker. He wants us to draw near to him. He wants sacrificial intimacy. And this is a challenge for me and it's a challenge for all of us. But I do feel and have felt for some time that God is saying, awaken. Awaken your hearts, awaken your souls and awaken your minds to intimacy with me. Because it is from that intimate place that everything else will flow. As we spend time with the God of all comfort and of all peace, we will be different. We will be those lights in those dark places. 
We are called to be not of the world, but for the world. And I believe that is what God is calling us to. Shall I pray to end? Yeah, Father, we love you. And we long for more of you. That in the words of John the Baptist, you might become greater and greater. And we may become less and less. And Holy Spirit, I really pray and impart an awakening of the heart and the mind in each of us to that intimacy, that intimate place where where we seek you, where we look for you wholeheartedly, we will find you. And so would we be bold in our asking, would we be bold in our seeking, bold in our knocking, that we may come to know you more and more. And as we come to know you more and more, that we might love you more and more and change more and more so that this world can change more and more. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would be enthroned on our hearts and our minds afresh. That we would be so aware of you with us in every part of every day. Holy Spirit, would you come and fall like a dove on each of our shoulders? And would we be so aware of that dove on our shoulders that we change? more and more into your likeness. In Jesus' name. Amen.